Good evening, good evening. It's the Couch Potato Sports Report here. It's Mo Better with T Bird and the other guy. Thank y'all for joining us live here tonight at Mission Road Studios. We certainly apologize for the delay, but thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, good evening. Good evening, good evening. So tonight is ladies' night. Ladies first, ladies first, jumping right in. The WNBA kicks off tonight. This is the 15th season for the Dream, the 26th season for the WNBA. They got the number one draft pick. So off to the races. Hopefully we can bring a championship to another local team. What do you guys think? Well, uh, that's going to be interesting because, uh, you know, it's hard for me. It's hard to get a feel for the WNBA uh, on a year to year basis Mm -hmm. because to me, there's so much inconsistencies throughout the league. Mm-hmm. Like, because you'll have a team here this year and they won't be here the next year. Yeah. Am I correct with that? Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I do, I am glad that we got the team in Atlanta. Uh, who is our number one pick? Number one pick, her last name was Howard. Um, she's an all time three point shooter. Um, the last time we had a number one pick was Angel McCautry. So there's right. high expectations. She's from Kentucky. Right. So she certainly will be able to help out Courtney Williams, who's the leading scorer now. So I'm sure she's she's gonna immediately make a contribution. You know, I, I hope I hope we can can get whatever it is we need because you know, you remember when we brought Michael Cooper in here a few years back? Uh you, you remember he was the coach of the dream that used to play for the Lakers. I know who he yeah. is, but I don't remember that. Yeah, he was the coach of the dream. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Somebody look it up. And nothing really happened. Right. I mean, I think he was here maybe maybe two years. And I really, I think they really thought they were going to get over the hump, uh, OG, and uh, it never really happened. And next thing you know, Michael Cooper was gone. <laughs> and I think they were, now we're on our second coach since him. Yeah. So Well, yeah. they were 8-24 last season, and I think OG – it's it's the disparity that kind of keeps us really not being vested in these WNBA players because the max contract is like $228,000. Compare yeah. that to a max contract in the NBA. So a lot of these ladies are going overseas to to make a paycheck and make money where they can significantly significantly make more. Um, with Brittany Griner, I think that's what kind of shined the spotlight on that. She was over in Russia playing, got arrested. So that will have an impact on NBA. I think they're going to be doing like a kind of kind of, uh, um, tribute to her on all the teams right, right. while she's over there. But what are your thoughts? Um, is it something you want to watch? Is it good? Good? Is it good ball? So usually when you have the number one pick, that means you didn't have the best year the year before. Yeah, they were eight twenty four and. Yeah, not not the best record ever. Say it again, Mo. They were eight and, twi- eight and twenty-four. Okay, you, you got that, Drew. <laughs> so, so usually when when you have the number one pick, that means you struggled. And I don't know outside of Brittany Grinder, I'm not sure if there's one player that can come in and dominate and turn a team around as quickly as Brittany turned around. Uh, I think it was the Phoenix Mercury because they won a title. I think her first or her rookie year. Yeah, and I just. She's a she's huge. I mean, she's a dominating, but like you can't defend that. And I'm my name is Brittany Griner. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I, although I am glad to hear that the number one pick on the ladies was not from UConn or US or, or South Carolina. Yeah. The yeah. other USC. Yeah. Um, you know, nice to have have someone with some range. But no, I 
as always, we'll be hopeful and we'll we'll hope for the best until until we get pointed, you know, proven otherwise. But I, I'll, I'll watch a game, a couple games early on. I want to watch a couple of games, and and, and I want the league to be uh, to. I want to feel fullness within the league. You know mm. what I mean? Like, um, well, like say when everybody's got to watch UConn and 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 uh, South Carolina and National Championship, I want to feel that within the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, it made me seem like the league could do a little bit better job of uh, promoting the ladies, uh, you know, a little bit more. You know, I just I, I just don't feel fullness there. I think it's a lot of inconsistencies. And I really want those ladies to succeed. And they deserve to make, you know, more than – a $228,000 max right. deal. I mean, that that's, that's, this is America. Yeah. Well, they, they got like 75 million in fundraising from like Nike and some other investors. So mm-hmm. we're hoping, and if you, and if you think about it, the league's been around for 26 seasons, but right. do you see them having any significant endorsements or any commercials? I think I saw Sue Bird mm-hmm, in a yeah. commercial but other than that, you know, there's really not enough exposure to get us excited and get us invested in these players. And there, there's some great players out there. So, and like T Bird said a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the the college with women's college, they right. play the game right, the right the fundamental, and that that is enjoyable to watch. But I just I don't think enough people watch it to to really get the most out of it. I think because uh, I you know it says think about it it says WNBA. Mm-hmm. So it says NBA, and I don't think that the NBA is putting enough into them. Then they got the money. Yeah, it's putting enough into them to get that where it needs to be. That's one of the things that's sad about Kobe Bryant dying because I think that that since he retired, that was kind of one of his uh, to, on his to do list to right. really bring exposure to women's basketball. But you mentioned the WNBA; they're in the middle of the playoffs. So what do you guys think? I, I I I hate love watching that Memphis um Golden State because oh, it's good but it's it's frustrating but what you got OG how do how are these playoffs looking to you Yeah so we'll start there um the Grizz are tied with the Warriors one each uh and the games have been close uh 117 to 116 was game 1 and then this uh game 2 the other night was 106 to 101 where the Grizz won but in that game, the Warriors had some really terrible shooting down mm-hmm. the stretch. And in my mind, they played almost lazy mm-hmm. basketball they do at the that. end. Yeah. And, and I, maybe it's because they know that if it gets serious, they can turn it up another gear. But I, I just I don't like thinking that you're holding stuff back in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, but they've always played that way. That's why they're the most frustrating team to me, because you know that they could literally be a video game any night. But sometimes they're arrogance gets in the way of really um, allowing us fans to appreciate a good basketball game. What do you think, T-Bert? Well, when you go back to a three-point shot, again, it's ru- it ruins the game because the aggressiveness that OG is talking about, you get that when you're driving the ball to the, to the bat, when you dribble and shoot, when you dribble and pass, not just standing in the corner waiting on the three-point shot. And, you know, Atlanta Hawks are guilty of that. That's mm-hmm. why we look so lackluster. So they look – Golden State looked lackluster because they were shooting threes and missing them, correct? Yeah. That's what the three-point shot does. Yeah. And then it gives the opposing team 
an opportunity to go down and do a human highlight film at the other goal, right. Right. you know? Yep. And, and so I, I, again, I, I have to go back to the three point shot. When you, when you making it, it's great. But yeah. when you're not sure it's, it, it's just, it just ruins the game. It's why John Moran was able to score 47 yes. points. Yeah. No doubt. I, not taking nothing away from that cat. Cause he all of that. Yeah. Right. And it, I, it's the high risk, high reward. I, I think that's mm, you gamble. Yeah. You're, you're you're rolling the dice. Um, another matchup here: the Suns lead the Mavs two to zero. Are you more? And and they've been kind of not blowout games, but the Suns have had a, some cushion, you know, some cushion there in the scoreboard. So, are you more impressed with the Suns or disappointed with the Mavs outside of of Luca? No, uh, I'm I'm not disappointed in the Mavs because if the Mavs did not have Luca, they wouldn't even be in the conversation. Right. Yeah, but they'd have somebody else. No, they wouldn't. Who they got? If you take Luca out, you got to put someone else in. If you if you take Trey out, you're gonna put someone else in. If you take, we talking about Luca now. If Luca was on, if a you take Luca out of the Mavs, they wouldn't even be where they at. This boy's. I got to give it to him. He he he. Every time he shoot the ball, he almost scores. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay. White boy's got skills, man. But he he got some skills. I'm gonna give it to him, but he shoots too much for me. Well, right. But go ahead. No, I was just it seems like several teams in the playoffs are solely carried by one player. Mm. Like Hawks with Trey, you know, the Mavs with Luca. We can go down the list here with, with the exception of just a handful of teams that have a second score okay that, well, that well okay well let me stop you right there now with uh the mass picked up Dinwiddie. okay what's he done <laughs> i'm gonna tell you <laughs> Dinwiddie has been a good compliment to luca and you see that's what we don't have see he ain't gotta make a lot of noise he just gotta make enough noise you understand when if if uh if luca's out of the game he can help pick up that slack he's a veteran he like they showed him the night. He directing everybody on the floor, directing Luca as well. Yeah. See, we don't have that. Everybody on with us, and I have to go back to the Hawks. We standing there, standing still, and being quiet. Right. But right. so basically, I'm thinking that the be- the most balanced team in the playoffs right now are the Boston Celtics. Who are they, who are they matched? It could against? be they're they're tied with the Bucks, one game each. Um, the Bucks won the first game, 101 to 89. The Celtics came back and won 109 to 86. I still um, don't see Boston uh, winning it. And I wanted to go back for a second, but I didn't mean to interrupt OG. Yes, you did. Anyway, <laughs> let me just say this. Chris Paul. He he is an exception. Because he, he, he's if, playing. If he can stay if, healthy. If he can stay healthy. But the point is, he 30, he's fixing to be 37 years old. But uh, that's what a veteran does. I mean, he's giving you points that you didn't think you're going to get. He's he's managing the, the game. He's doing all of that. And so you got to, you know, Devin Booker, they got, if Booker Phoenix, feels, he got a lot of stuff. It, they got a lot of potential. If Booker needs a, needs a five minute break, they still got they somebody. Got, they got people. They um, got, yeah. And then wrapping up here, the Heat lead the 76ers two to zero. I think the Heat are going to run They're away. They're going to run away. Embiid. Only because Embiid's not playing. Right. right. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report.
All right, folks, we're back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report live here in Cartersville, Georgia. You can join us every Friday at 6 o'clock. We're here talking sports just like the regular guys around the water cooler in the barbershop. We're not experts, but we know our we know our sports and we love talking about it. If you would like to stay up to date on when we have our shows, you're welcome to sign up on our website um, um, to get an email link um, on that information. You can also follow see us on Spotify, Podbean, um, any any platforms, Facebook, uh, Roxy, hey girl. <laughs> Good to see you tonight, ma'am. Thanks for joining us. All right, gentlemen, question for you, and I'm going to let y'all have at it. So do you think that the USF, USFL and the XFL, which are starting up um, their season soon, do you think they're farm teams for the NFL? Absolutely. That's exactly what they are. Because, OG, and you know yourself, if you're playing in the, in the uh, USFL, the XFL, the CFL or the QXL or the BIXL. Boo, 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 XL. <laughs> Spit it out now. Spit it out. Okay. If you played in anything, well, everybody's ultimate goal is to get to the NFL. Absolutely. So they're, they're not going to tell you that they're farm teams, but they are. The NFL is the mainstay of all football. And just like we talked about a while ago, if you got offered – to the USFL and the NFL, and the USFL offered you more money. Where are you going? Yeah, still going with the NFL. You going with the NFL because the you know you right. it's gonna be there. Right. And and I read an article a couple of weeks ago that specifically said that at least the USFL is not a farm system for the NFL. But even the game I, I watched the other night, it, it's more for checking rule changes and hey, mm-hmm. if this rule makes sense. Um, and there's some collaboration there, which I think is the first time we've we've had that kind of interaction between the various football leagues. But I was watching a game on s- this past Saturday night, and even one of the announcers was talking about, man, send that kicker to the NFL camp. And right there. And that's, like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. I mean, I don't care how they try to deny it. That's what it is. I mean, who don't want to get to the pinnacle? Right. The pinnacle is the National Football League. But isn't it also kind of like, what about those players that, you know, no longer have a role or place in the NFL? Like Tim Tebow, I think Cameron Artis Payne went and played some some XFL. So it's not necessarily just for a farm team, but maybe it's a graveyard for former Could, stars, maybe? I think T.O. was, was yeah. out there catching balls uh, the other night. No, he playing in that... Uh, in that fan control oh, league. That's, that's right. another league. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't even understand how the fans control it. I'm sure the owners don't want to think like that. They want to feel like they can build this to be kind of a, a almost a rival to the NFL. I mean, I'm sure that's their dream because mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of revenue. But I think that, I mean, right now, yeah, it's, it's the timing of the season, at least for the USFL. The XFL is a little bit um, later in, in the year. But it lines up with at the end of the USFL season, right around the corner, our, our NFL mini camp. So, well, what you got in the USFL and the XFL, you've got guys that that win the last cut in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You got guys that maybe came out of retirement because that team could use them, and they got just enough for that. 
or um, undrafted, you know. Undrafted. Yeah, you got undrafted free agents, you know, and the money isn't even. I don't think it's close to the NFL money. And and, and so $40,000, I think, or something. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You love the game. Okay. I can go play football. I can make 40 grand or I can go work at QT for 40 grand, you know? (laughs) So you you understand? So people can say what they want, but everybody wants to go to the NFL. That's just like, that's, and I'm going to switch over to baseball. Okay. You can go to Japan and, and, and play baseball. For 60 minutes, they'll pay you all kind of money. You the big wagoozo over there. But what do you know? What what that guy gonna do? He's gonna go over there and make the money, but he wants to get back to to the uh major league baseball. So is it the is it the status of, of saying, hey, I made it to the NFL? Because these are both of these are still professional football leagues. Yeah, so yeah, it's the status. I made it to the league. You know, when you're, you you're say the league, that's yeah. professional. You, you played in the States. Everybody want to play in the States. You know, Dominique Wilkins won a title in Spain. Who cares? Certainly the best competition is, in, in rare exception in, in professional sports, is in, the, is in the U.S. It's in the U.S. It's, and, it's the pinnacle. And it's, that's why we have Japanese players that are all star. I mean, just the best yes, players on the play, yes, in the league, it, and they, they come over here to play because they, they want to play in the best. And and they get that status in America that when you come to America, baby, that's where it's at. But here's the weird thing. Like, if you go, I, I suspect if we were to go watch a game in Spain or in Russia, mm-hmm. that the fans would be rabid. The fans just, just walking down the street, they'd recognize who you are. If Brittany Grant won't we'll use her because she's probably recognizable now, um, but if Sue Bird or Lisa mm. Leslie, yeah, yeah, I heard you guys story about that, Drew. If she were to walk through the mall, do you think there would be throng, throngs of fans who would say, "Oh, there's Lisa Leslie"? Okay, that's yeah, fun. that's a bad example. I'm trying to think of somebody who's lesser known, but those are the names only come, that are coming to me. Yeah. But over, over if in another country, no. they would they wouldn't be able to sit still. They'd have to have bodyguards. So it's like. It's interesting to me that the goal is to come to America, but we have the most passive fans when it comes to really there's appreciating. A, there's a reason it's called the World Series because mm-hmm. it's it's the highest level of competition mm. in the world in in baseball at least. And you know, well, you just, know the, the the world fans the world fans are totally different than American fans. I think that's what you're getting at, Moen. Yeah. They really do go crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. they, the soccer players, they're they're, they're just renowned. Mm-hmm. You know, they could play badminton. They'd be they'd be just they're rapid. cracking up. But, but think about it. You know, we got we are spoiled by the number of professional leagues, professional teams, and we got so many stars over here as well. Yeah, right? yeah. And, all right. and we're Americans. We're spoiled. For, we with are everything. Our producer Dex has something. What you got, Dex? All right, you guys. I got a little anecdote for you. Um, my brother-in-law uh, played college football over at North Dakota State University. Mm-hmm. He ended up going over to Belgium and played football there. And they bought him beers every time he was in the park. I believe it. So y'all ain't never heard of him. So if <laughs> 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 right. you can go over there to another country and walk away with free beers, I think you're doing all right. All right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's that's uh, a yeah. pro level right there. So yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean that's but look at Atlanta. Me. Look at Atlanta. We've got we've got four or you know I mean depending on your level, but in the in the big four professional sports, we've got three teams. 
Right. We and a, a lot of cities, big cities in in America, have multiple big four professional teams. We're spoiled with the number of you know sports we can follow at at a, at a very professional high level and the number of athletes. Like, I'm sure it's a different you know different ratio over overseas, and that may be why they follow the one team more passionately because there's one team in the city. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's true. They only got that one and we've we've got all this to choose from. But when you when you talk about what we got to choose from and then. In Atlanta. We starve for 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 championships, we starve for for regular winning, you know, the Braves won it last year. And now we're panicking because they got off to a slow start. And he said it there. He just said it, Mo. He just said it, Mo. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, because we're afraid that we're going to miss that window again, right? And we were there. We were just there six months ago. And now we, we, we're afraid we're going to miss that so window. So it sounds like what we're saying, because, again, we won uh, the World Series, World Series and we won the National Football Championship. Any any Ooh. any fan base, Georgia. UGA. Oh, oh, any okay. fan base would literally be able to die tomorrow and be happy. That's but right. it's almost like we haven't even taken the time to really celebrate that accomplishment. We're already rabid and hungry for more. Yeah, because because we next... just started another right. season. Right. <laughs> on to the next. Sport. But I'm just saying, though. I mean, let that sink in, though. But, but, but you ain't got time for it to sink Why? in. Why? Because it's look, Kirby and him already out there trying to get more players. They're already talking about the season to come, and he done already told his team, all right, that's over with. Now we got to think about now. T-Bird, if you won a $20 million lottery, mm -hmm. would you let anybody forget it? I probably didn't, wouldn't even want to tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I an, it's an accomplishment, though. It's, yeah. it's, we're, we're not even taking a moment to, to celebrate the accomplishment. So it's almost like... We are the most we we could learn from international fans in I terms agree, of how I to agree. do fandom right. 100%, I agree. I agree. hundred percent. But it's always what have you done for me now? What have you done yeah, for exactly. me now? That's, That's instant gratification. Yeah. And look what we done. Okay. We let uh we we let a World Series MVP uh -oh. once it was over, we let him go to Miami. All them RBIs went to Miami, and all them dramatic home runs went to Miami, and we need them right now. Who's the other guy that left? Mm, the name oh, that must it, not it, be mentioned. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, yeah, this is Producer <laughs> Dex. Um, just so everybody knows, we have a therapist on call in case anybody's <laughs> feeling abandonment issues. Just putting that out there. Have a good show. <laughs> Boy, that's cold. My door is always open. That's cold, but so let, let's let's talk about the Braves for a minute, T Bird, because I I've heard it for weeks now. Oh, it's a slow, you know. Oh, we're just getting it's early season. It's a long season. It is early. Well, Acuna's been back for more than a week. We'll, we'll get we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I got I got one question more to ask y'all about, okay. about okay. this because I want to make sure that we talked about um, the draft grade. We talked oh. about it last week, and I wanted to get an opportunity for OG to kind of give us a down on his thoughts so i looked at the falcons draft after our in-depth conversation and i i took a step back and looked holistic at the entire draft just the draft not free agency and i think it's at best a b minus mm. and i'm going to tell you why i think it was a, a a good move to get another 
solid red zone upper uh, red zone weapon with, with Drake. Because if you have him and Kyle Pitts, it's going to be tough for a team to defend two okay. essentially number one number one threats. I like Desmond uh, Desmond Ritter mm-hmm. as quarterback in the fourth round. I like getting a quarterback that is potentially the future of the franchise. I don't know if he is the guy that could or should be, and maybe we could have got him in the fit or a quarterback in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um. And I, I just I'm not sure why we use draft picks for running back and tight end, especially tight end when we've got we've we got Kyle Pitts last year. I, I don't know if we need to invest that much in in those those positions. Not saying that running backs aren't aren't needed. I think it was wise for us to address the edge rusher in the second round. We talked we talked in detail about that. And they got two linebackers. Uh, one outside linebacker, one inside linebacker in rounds three and five. So I, I think we overall, we had a good draft, but I'm, I just question a couple of those things. Okay. I'll tell you why we use, I'll tell, uh, tell you why we use picks on a running back and on another tight end. <clears throat> you got to think in Arthur Smith's offense is predicated on tight ends. So you've got this, this kid that we drafted is a black and tight end. Okay, he might catch one pass, but that's not his job. His job is to be a blocking tight end, to to uh, block in the run, to uh, uh, block, uh, be an extra uh, lineman for for when the when the uh, quarterback drop back to pass. Um, Where was that all year? We needed we needed not, seven, eight, nine. Oh, oh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If if you just stop stop choking my finger, uh oh, uh oh. So deep that, breath, deep breath, deep breath. That's that's why he drafted that guy because he, you know, he in his. Sometimes we're gonna go two tight ends, you know, mm-hmm. and then you might put uh, we're gonna go two regular tight ends and put what's his name in the slot, Pitts in the slot. So that that's why he overloads with tight ends okay now the running back we got to have difference makers okay now you got cordell patterson but you don't want him to run the ball all the time he's your receiver too yeah the he's rest too little of, he's and, too little to be a 200 300 touch running back i agree i agree with you there cordell patterson he ain't too little he he what what does he look like he's a he's a tall thin kind of he ain't that guy. thin no he i mean he, he can fit it but what i'm saying is you don't want him to get all them, them them licks, them pounds. Sure. So you had to get a difference maker. The rest of the running backs we got are uh, Quadra Allison, uh, that Williams kid that we picked up, uh, and then um, some other cat that probably ain't gonna see many. Think they a lot of them are gonna be on special teams. So mm-hmm. you got to get you a difference maker in the game. I agree. You he, you, I, you hoping he's going to be one of your guys in the future that's going to take that ramp because Cordell ain't going to be there uh, much longer. And then you hope them other guys can can fit the bill. I, I agree with you, but we if you look at Baltimore, Baltimore had probably one of the worst issues with running backs getting hurt, and they found all these all stars, you know, former all stars that came out of came out of the woodwork. I mean, they had three or four, you know, first round picks at one point on their roster with, they got Le'Veon Bell. They had, oh, I can't even go down the list, but you can find running backs, running, running backs are a dime a dozen. Well, he, he drafted the guy in the sixth round. 
why we have needs other more important more pressing needs nah, than you, running back. You, you had to draft a running back in the sixth round andrew the sixth round not the first the second or the third but the where's sixth he, round where's he gonna run when there's no o-line you you drafted a couple of linemen you, we do you one guard we drafted minute. one guard yeah, and then you already had some in camp that you brought in that you depended on so they 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 trying to strategize to the where they see fit is gonna work. You can't get everything in the draft. I, you ought to know that. Question: know. Do you, as far as the draft? I mean, I think it was Georgia. Georgia had the the highest number of draft picks right. uh, this year. Right. We got a couple. Was that to appease us, or do you really think that they're gonna find a role in a way to to make an impact on this team? Justin Schaefer uh, got a, he gonna be competing for a starting spot. So. He started 15 games for the dogs last year. So if that ain't telling you on a national championship team that, that he ain't capable of starting, then you shouldn't have drafted him. Right. They got him to compete for that starting spot. Right. So, T, what grade do you give the Falcons draft? I don't like to give grades on drafts because for the simple fact that you got to play on paper. Did they address the need? Did, I think you they feel did. Like they did? Okay. I think that they addressed – they got – Three, they got one basically inside linebacker and two edge rushers. And these edge rushers, see, you remember, you're playing a 3-4. Right, so the right. linebackers are edge rushers. Correct. Okay? Correct. So, and that the kid from Penn State, they are uh, highly regarded throughout the league by all the coaches. Yeah, Penn so, State's linebacker you. I mean, they – they Okay. So – yeah, it, it, and this kid said they call us. They call him the doctor. He calls himself the yeah, doctor. Yeah, the doctor of the sack. So I want to see that. Well, just so, just you know, Terrell Davis was a six rounder. Yeah, Terrell Davis was a six rounder. Um, we want to we want to give a shout out to Melissa. Melissa, thanks for listening. Oh, guys, y'all are in it good today. Y'all are in it good today. So we, we doing it the way we do it. Doing baby. it the way we do it. Doing the way we do it. Um, so I I, I like the talk, and I, and I hope that regardless of how we grade them. I think that the Falcons did a pretty decent job of at least giving us a moment to say, hmm, in terms of what could possibly be. Now, I agree. you've got the puzzle pieces. We spread them out on the table. Let's see how they all fit together. Okay, but I got one more thing. That One reason why I don't give draft grades is because Bill Belichick, yep. he done won six uh, uh, NFL titles, and what do they do? They draft eight, eight, seventh, and eighth round, and then what he do? He trade up and he trades down. Okay, he'll trade down all day. Okay, yes, six draft picks. And I'll, by the way, I told you that Atlanta needs to uh, to uh, trade, uh, up. trade up, and they traded up. Yeah, and they they got a good a don't good mess with a brother. Don't, don't mess, mess with him. Not today. Not today. Don't All mess right, with folks. Brother. I told you that, didn't I? <laughs> We're gonna take a break <laughs> here. Didn't I tell you? You said it, T Bird. You said it. I just thought I'd mention that. All right, let's folks. see if he starts. Let's see how he starts. <laughs> we'll be back here on the Compensated Sports Report. <laughs> I 
to listen to the Let's Talk with Dexter Benning show, where we talk about the issues of the day, from politics to stupid laws and stupid lawmakers. Please join us every Monday morning at 10 a.m. for the real Let's Talk with Dexter Benning. folks we're back i wish you could be here with us i'm we're being treated to a private dance by t Bird. <laughs> i won't be able to get that visual out of my head thanks oh, t -Bird. it's the couch potato sports report here mo better t bird and the other guy og andrew all right gentlemen y'all but y'all been at it tonight deep breath woosah because uh, i know y'all are chomping at the bit to talk brave so ronald lacuna is back does he need to be playing every game? Of course he does. Yeah. Of course he does. And it's time for uh it's time for the Braves to take the chains off that guy, man. He ready. Uh he's he's ran the bases, he's ran out uh uh he's he's gotten I'm sorry for skipping, but I'm I want to get it out so bad I can't get it out. But he's uh, beat out ground balls. Uh, he's made a couple of plays in the outfield. He stole a couple of bases. I mean, you got to let this guy get, become a part of the floor of the yeah. game. Yeah, he's had 25 at-bats, oh. batting about 200. Let him get in there and get get some reps. What do yeah. you think, OG? I agree. And I think, like we talked all about, it, it's important to for him to be there every day to help set the culture because as the season goes on, the hole becomes deeper and deeper that they've got to dig out of. And I know you say it's a long season, whatever, whatever, but man, it, it's, I mean, it's, they're 12 and 15 and it, it's, it's. And the Mets are tough. And the, the, the Mets are and tough. The, and the Marlins are, are sharp too. And you got the Nationals and we're about to, we starting a series with the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. And the Milwaukee Brewers got one of the best, uh, you know, pitching rotations in, in the National League. So, yeah, I, and Drew, when I say is it's a long season, it is. But at the same time, we we need to get off the cuff. I mean, we're leaving a lot of runners on base. Uh, we're, we're, you know, the pitching hadn't been that bad. Now, now you you know, I know Charlie Martin's gotten off to a, a rough start, but he in his last start, the last three or four innings, he looked like he was Charlie Martin of old. And so, but you got to score these pitchers some runs, man. They pitching in a box and they can't continue to pitch in a box like that. Mm -hmm. So our bats have got to come alive and put together two and three hits. Get the homers. I want to play baseball. Spray the ball all over the field, run the bases and play baseball. And, and then the, the homer here and there come. But Adam Duvall can't, can't do anything but hit home runs and strike out. No, he had a double the other night. <laughs> so no, no, he what? had a double. Now, you better take that back because he had a double the other night to start that rally. So don't give me that. I'm looking at, at the last 10 games or so. And yeah, overall, the Braves just don't score a lot of runs. And that they puts don't. that much more pressure on the pitching. On the pitch, I, I agree. It does. I it agree does. with you. So we've got a Cooney back who's who's having an immediate impact. Uh, Dansby Swanson's bat seems to be starting to come alive too now. Though. Dansby's starting to turn the corner. And, and what have I always told y'all? That Dansby, to me, is the key to that whole lineup. When Dansby hits, because he, he going to always hit in the seventh and the eighth spot. When Dansby hits, everybody else hits. 
Olsen is, you know, he's cooled off a lot. Had a couple of hits the other day. Hopefully he's coming around. And I want to think that as it gets warmer, that things are going to change. Austin Riley, give that boy some props. He he playing out his mind. I, I love that kid. Yes, I, I would agree. I I think you're never you're never going to put a guy in the nine spot that's going to be you know your your ace in the hole, your your best hitter. I mean, you, you put them different places in the lineup. I think as he it's needed. Dansby's bat coming alive is needed because you're absolutely right. He's kind of the the center point of defensively of course but offensively they need a spark and he's a great guy to to do that well they they bat dansby a lot in the eighth and the ninth spot okay so look at it if dansby is batting in the ninth spot with the dh that's not a bad thing because that's almost like two leadoff batters you understand and then if they getting on Oh, you you creating speed and a little bit of power with Acuna and Dansby there. So, you know, going back to what we talked about, uh, should Acuna be playing every day? He should be playing every day to set the tone. He should be playing every day to set the mental tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's happy, it seems like our Braves are happy. You know what I mean? He just adds that, that superstar vibe to where uh, it can throw a little fear into the other teams, you know? And he's going to hit, it's coming, but they got to let him get his at-bats. This is just like his spring training. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and he's got to, he's got to, you know. He got to go through the ups and the downs. Got, right, and and he's just got to get up with the speed of, uh, of, of the game. Well said, yeah. Um, I do want to point out that uh, your boy Adam Duvall has one home run still. We talked about that last week. I ain't worried about the homes. And, and he's he's got his share of strikeouts, but he does. I I I would throw him right down the middle all day, every day, and dare him to beat me. Okay. I want you to keep thinking that and I want them to do it because he's gonna get him eventually. You understand? He's gonna get him. He, even with him still in that lineup, he still presents a problem on how you're gonna have to pitch our lineup. He's gonna hit. It's it's coming, trust me. It's coming, but just like the winds, he said, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, it's a long, it's coming. Yeah, you didn't think we was going to win the World Series last year, but we did. I didn't. Yeah, I, you did. I did Because we, we, we weren't even 500 at the All-Star break. But yet, you got your hat on backwards because we won. Yeah. I, Come on. Come on, Mo. I just I just hope that you're right for the sake of the Braves, but I, he's he's no threat to me. I will I will pitch him and take yeah. my chance. He's yeah, he's 191 no right you. now. I want you to throw your fastball up there and see what happens. Really? I'm not a pro. Throw your bird. fastball. You, you said he ain't no threat to you. <laughs> to my baseball, to the baseball team. Let's let's get, come on now, work with me here. T-Bird, it sounds like you're in your feelings, bud. Yeah. It sounds like you're in your He's feelings. Getting a little Adam Duval will hit. He will hit. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, we're only a month in the season. I, I, it, it's almost like, what's the point of really even talking at this point? Because it's really still, yeah, we had spring training. And spring training, historically, is that time where we kind of get the kinks out and mm-hmm, kind of get back mm-hmm, in the groove. Mm-hmm. But really, between April and July, August, it's really just preseason baseball. Yeah, you're trying to find out what your team is made of and who you are. You know, the pitcher's trying to get their footing as well. And so, you know, we st- uh, Kyle Wright, we got to give Kyle Wright some props. That boy has been pitching his tail off. So if you get some Kyle Wright going and then you once Charlie Martin turn that corner, I think you're going to start seeing us change some. 
And I think we're going to start hitting, you know. Ozzy swinging everything that comes his way. <laughs> everything, everything, everything. Ozzy swinging everything that come his way. And by the way, did y'all see Ozzy getting on Marcel Ozuna the other night? Because they threw a ball to the backstop. Ozuna was on third, and he didn't run. He, he went down and he came back. And Ozzy was at second base, and he was throwing his hands up. Talking about, Man, you need to run. What are you doing over there? You know, like that. Now, I'm glad Ozzy did that, but you don't do that right there. You don't call your team out right there. Maybe wait till you get in the dugout and y'all go in the tunnel and talk about it. But I ain't never seen Ozzy do that. But, hey, he feel like he got to be a captain now, huh? He's passionate, and I, I, I like that. I respect that. Yeah. But, yeah, time and place. And yeah, it's a time and place. But, yeah, I think uh, I think it, uh, Travis Darno. This, you know, <laughs> what's his name? Darno. Look, I may I may be out outmanned here in the studio, but I, I'm telling you, I've I've got a crew that has my back, so I just need y'all to know that. You uh-huh. know, I can certainly call in the dogs, call in the big guns if uh-huh. I need to. Starting with Miss Roxy, thank you, Miss Roxy. Oh, love. appreciate you. What, what Miss Roxy talking about? She says I have her sympathy. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, we ain't playing here at the Couch Potato, baby. We, we tell it like it is now. The, the passion is real, and I love it, guys. Um, I like to hear you talk about it. But again, it's it's. I, I hear what you're saying. Hey, we'll wait and see. We're still kind of you know getting into our groove. But at the end of the day, and maybe I'm being maybe I'm being naive. Um, maybe I'm being too. I don't know. But these are professional players. They get paid millions and millions of dollars to come bring it every time they get on that field. So. I understand. I kind of understand what you're saying, but you got to be ready to go every night and bring it 100 percent every night. And we're a championship team, like Tebow said, we won it last year. But these other teams don't seem to be struggling. Why? Why are the Braves that that didn't have a whole lot of roster change? Why? Why are they struggling so much? You know, that's that's just hard to answer. I mean, each individual. What's well, a long season? It's a, yeah, it's a long season. Yeah, it's a long season. <laughs> I'm going to have the last laugh. You better believe that, OG. I'm going to have the last, last laugh. You understand me? And and look, let me tell you, uh, when when all these other teams are playing, but you got to understand the mix that they put up. I, I just feel like if we would have brought back Jorge Soler, I think it would have been a little bit different. I really do. So I, you know, we'll we'll be all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that. You you got that round. When gonna, when, gonna, when when will you start to panic? I'm just you know I'm just I'm, I'm gonna go to the All Star. But if we still within uh three four four five games around All Star break, I'm still good. We were last year, but I will say the East is a lot better though. East is a lot better. All right, guys. Good chat. All right, folks, when we come back, I think we're going to delve into a little bit of soccer. We've got some good insight. So stay with us here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. We'll be back.
got to listen to the Let's Talk with Dexter Benning show, where we talk about the issues of the day, from politics to stupid laws and stupid lawmakers. Please join us every Monday morning at 10 a.m. for the real Let's Talk with Dexter Benning. All right, guys, we're back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report here live at Mission Road Studios in Carterville, Georgia. We're live every Friday night at 6 o'clock. Gentlemen, we haven't gotten into soccer yet, but the Atlanta United, they're world champions. But this year, oh, my goodness, I, I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know what it is, but, oh, gee, what's going on with Atlanta United? I feel like championship caliber team and then kind of the same thing we saw with the Braves, kind of a fire sale and, and just, I don't know letting your 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 top players go or, or your better players go to go get paid more money elsewhere because we're we're more budget conscious than we are kind of focused on winning mm. uh, dex i know you've got some insight that you wanted to share about Atlanta united what you got about about soccer in general what you got well that's the thing you know we had been discussing off air about players going on and yeah this is teams. my question to Dex. Okay, go ahead. Ask your, ask that, your question. That was it. So, uh, you get, so, so the listeners know. Okay, the question is, is you know, me being a a, a, a layman, uh, or a, how can I say that? More? Oh, yeah, a, yeah. a layman term fan for soccer. I don't understand why our players have to leave during the middle of the season um, when, say, maybe we hit in a stride and then we got to lose a Joseph Martinez to go play in the Champions League, and we need him. Now, that's my question because a lot of fans may not know that as well. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. so from, I mean, I'm not the expert, but it, it's it, the Champions League in Europe is like the NFL in, in where we are, and everybody wants to play in the big time. And those teams over there, they have to play in. So if you're in the bottom couple teams, you get demoted to the next league down. And, Re- the, and relegated. then the, That's the yeah, you get relegated. relegated. So and then the, the top couple teams get moved up. And so those teams have major money. And they will just they'll do like a trial. I want to I want your your guy to play with us for 90 days or for the season or for the and they they rent essentially that player for that amount of time I get and it's, that. it's crazy stupid money it, yeah it's stupid money but i think that the the teams need to let the fans know account on why this happens because i, I paid a hundred dollars to see joseph martinez that's who i want to see i'm coming to see joseph but he ain't here so help me tell me Dash. all right so here's what happens is uh let's say a team like atlanta united and then let's say a team like lafc both teams have really good players. And if those players are really getting, they get loaned off out to someone, well, that evens out the playing field for everybody else. So they'll bring in younger players, give them some minutes, give them some time, but they're playing against competition that's accessible to the to their skill level. So they, they take money to remain mediocre? No, they take money to, to even out the playing field and give their next, uh, their next generation of players more time. Also, what it does is it takes those other players that are good puts them with better competition. So now when they come back home, they're not only giving a lot of um, exposure to MLS over there, 
but they're also bringing back skills that they can share with the team. I'm sure that's what the owners are pitching. Oh, yeah, yeah it's no, competition. No. There's a financial benefit for MLS. One. A big There's one. A huge financial benefit for MLS. But what happens is, Let's say a second tier, second tier team that you had mentioned, like relegation. Mm-hmm. So there's multiple tiers. There's like yes. that premier tier, mm-hmm. the, the Champions League, and so on and so on. Well, there's a huge money difference in between each one. So if you get relegated from the top level and you're just good enough to be at the top of the next level down, you know, you'll, you'll probably do all right. But if you're like a middle team on the second league and you just happen to go up, you basically have doubled your club income at that point. But what's the what's the incentive to even play over here if there if there's that saying. kind of money? Um, for the, the the incentive to play over here is one exposure, two you get to play, three you do get some money, but the the teams that are over there, they just the so it's not expo- I, it's uh, not exposure uh, for the fans here. It's exposure for the, the leagues over there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and and see, and I and I think that uh, uh, they forget about the the American fans when it comes to soccer because I want to see my stars. We're we're accustomed to seeing our stars, but if if this is the night that I can go to see the Atlanta United and Joseph is in Spain somewhere, I ain't happy about that. I mean, how many players on Atlanta United squad are actually from Georgia? Though? I don't I care. Three or four, but they, I don't. I don't care if they're from Georgia or not. They own my one team. Of them that was from Powder Springs. From he went to the same high school as my as my brothers and sisters. Okay, so, but so I don't I, care. I don't remember you... his name to be honest with you. I do a lot of drinking, so I don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this is something I do know. It, it, you're bringing along fans in different ways, and then let's be honest: the the product, as far as the MLS is concerned, it's not the same as as the leagues right. over there because and, and, it, it, we're, we're a twilight league. We're basically... I, and, and to that end, so... I got that. There are several players on the U.S. men's national soccer team that represent us in the Olympics that are at the in the Premier League, which is the second, yes. the second yes. league. Like, those no, are our best guys. That's the one league. Premier League. Oh, I thought the Champions League was the one No, league. the Champions League was the next one down. Oh, okay. Then, there, then there's Champions League. This is just in England. Then there's Champions League uh, football, where the best four teams of like each league, and you know, in Europe, and you know, so like you have the best teams in Spain, the best teams mm-hmm. in England, yep. a couple teams from France, and some from Italy. Then they'll all come together and play to figure out who's the best. And then there's UEFA, which is basically the same thing. Yes. So yeah. So, so they are in the second tier, and these are our best players. So of course the competition is is not. It's like the difference between the USFL and the NFL. I got that, but I don't. I, y'all missing my point. My point is when I go see my Atlanta United play, I want my stars there where my money was if, spent. If you followed the team and like a true fan, you would know that your guy's not there. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Shots fired. What you mean? I would know to my guy. I, I get what you're talking about, but I'm saying I want them to appease me Here's as the fan. T-Bird, oh, it's T-Bird, all about me. you and I talked about this um, before the show tonight and that for as far as the fan we're there to see the players we're there to root on the team and become invested in the players the owners are about making money it's a business and they want to make money and so we're always going to be on the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as fans the fans don't always get the short end of the stick we get the short end of the stick when it comes to the price we get the uh, short end of the stick when it comes to you gotta they make a stadium where you gotta sit all the way in the top of the stadium you know, just to pack you in there like sardines. 
Yeah, you know you, what I'm saying? You watch it on the Jumbotron. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like watching wait, on- I don't want to watch it on Jumbotron because I, I want to go see it in person. We get the short end and the stick when they say it ain't going to be no traffic problem and it's a traffic problem. <laughs> I'm sick of getting the short end of the stick. You understand what I'm saying? They don't in, pay in, to in go. Fairness, though, in fairness, the hot dogs are pretty cheap there. Yeah, yeah, that's at the that's race. at the new Fox Stadium. With that the, with ought the to be cheap. Here. You done uh, been sitting in the friggin' uh, on seventy five <laughs> for three hours trying to get in the stadium. I understand no. the financial incentive for the uh, owners. I don't remember what they paid for a Miguel Almiron. It wasn't that much, maybe a million dollars, but they sold him for like twenty four million. That's oh, a good man. ROI and, right and there. I, and I really, I really didn't want to lose Miguel Almiron. And some of the other players that we've lost over the, from the championship years, you know, we've lost these these great people. So you can't really – I don't know if you can build a dynasty in MLS, can you? Uh, no. You can't. I didn't think so. It's Because it, it's free agency, but not only are you competing against other teams in the MLS, you're competing against international teams. So, so we're a farm even... team for the, for the Premier League. That's what we I, are. I mean, no, no, not necessarily. Here's the thing about MLS is the competition level. Is, is really close. I, yeah. And, and see, that's that's what they want, mm. you know, because that means that in, on any given year, somebody different can win. But that's that's not the same as, you know, England or... So what France, you're saying is we need to become philosophical soccer fans and, and watch for the love of the game and not the players. Is that what, essentially what we're, what we're being asked to do? Because, again, how else are we supposed to get invested those, other than to watch because we love soccer? Those are two different things, and I'm going to explain the reason why. Probably not going to happen over if here. You, if you want dynasties in soccer in american soccer you gotta let capitalism run free like they do in you know like baseball had for a while with the yankees yeah in spain you, the number one team is always going to be either real madrid atletico madrid or um or barcelona you know in england it's manchester united liverpool yeah. chelsea like it's roughly the same four to six teams you know, same thing with Italy. You know, it's like the top two teams and stuff. So. But there's a reason that soccer is the world's most popular sport. And and there's a difference between your professional teams and your country teams. And the passion that those those soccer fans have for both, I, I think, puts even the U.S.'s passion for football, probably our most popular sport, to shape. They are, I mean, they are diehard fans. And they don't do all this flip flopping and all. They this. do, and, and they are. They diehard fans. They fight out there. The again, <laughs> it's I, a million of them out there. Can I add to that? Soccer is the only sport that has actually caused a war. There was a. This is a war back in I want to say the sixties or seventies, where one country invaded another one in South America after they lost a game. So, That's incredible. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> so take that, Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I just want Atlanta United to win. You know, when they, they spoiled us when they won that title. They did. Yep. And, you know, we've been trying to get back there ever since. They they really uh, captivated the 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 city. Uh, they, you know, they, they running 100 Gs in there, 100,000 people in, in, in Mercedes when they play. Yeah, they were right. they crowd. You know, that reminds me, LA, a couple of years ago, one of the LA teams, what – Got on loan David Beckham for for a couple for a couple seasons, right? And then the um, the the tall bald, uh, bald guy, Zinaldo Zoran or Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yes, he's yes. not bald. He has a ponytail. No, no, I, 
I was thinking of a different guy, a different but but Abram, Abram also. So so there See, are ball. They got a ponytail. But there are times that that MLS teams try to get these top tier players to bring more attention to the game. Okay, but they didn't want to come, right? No, no, they came. He got like a quarter of a billion dollars. And Abram dominated the. I mean, he was by far the best player in the league. Yeah, in fact, he was so good it resurged his career. He went to Italy. Okay, of course. And, and, uh-huh. and he's a decent player on Italy. He's not necessarily the, i mean he's a very good player don't Six get me wrong swedish dude yeah and with like so much attitude yeah that's the latin is is, is a trip dude. but even david beckham like dominant player in the league for several years and and him and landon donovan had a good run and that was the potential for a yeah a, landon a, donovan a, a dynasty uh, that, see i wouldn't it's hard to say that it was it's potential for a dynasty and I, i'm only going to tell you this it's because that was built as a money grab when you bring in, you know, David Beckham, you're bringing in his fans. Yep. You're bringing in a lot of eyes from England. You're bringing in a lot of revenue into a major market city. Part of his deal is he got the um, he got the opportunity to start um, uh, that Miami team. Yeah. Zinedon Zidane, who is who I was talking about, the bald guy. Did he come over to – I don't remember him coming over to America, but I do know he, he was coaching um, – Real Madrid for a while, so now it's car. Anyway, Zidane dominant. I mean, just by far the best player in the league, and he's a decent player. In in uh, who would have ever thought? Hey, hey, that that Bob character is pretty good on the Atlanta United (laughs) team, bird. You know Bob? Bob who? They all look the same. (laughs) Who would have ever thought that we would have talked this long about soccer? Oh, bro! Oh, come on now! Oh my goodness! Like I would not say that sentence outside of France or inside of France because they're nuts about that guy and he will headbutt you in the chest. So he, he's, he's got a personality. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is for player. sure. All right, folks. So, um, yeah, all you want to know about soccer and then some, I feel, I feel more educated. What about you T bird? Go, 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 All right, folks, we'll be back to wrap things up here on the Calvin sports report. Stay with us. All right, folks, we're back here on the Couch Potatoes Board Support. It's Mo Better, T-Bird, and the other guy. Um, we want to talk a little bit more about the Hawks. I know they're not in the playoffs anymore, but Tony Wrestler said money is not a problem to make the Hawks better next year. Do you believe them? Yes, sir. I believe, I've been saying that the whole year. Uh, if you're going to try to be uh, the best you can be with the other teams, you're going to have to go over that tax, the, the money tax. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to bring in some quality players in here. And you got the uh, – I heard some clown on the radio say the other day, and I love this when Chuck – what's his name said? What's the guy on 1990 says uh, – anyway, Chuck Chuck something. Anyway, he says – the guy comes on the radio and he says, 
I don't think we can build a team with Trey Young. Uh, I don't think Trey Young is going to uh, – the Hawks are going to be anything with Trey Young. And and then John Chuckery, he went off – he went on to tell him, well, Trey did this and he and he did that. We only went to the two games from the NF, N, NBA title and everything. But you don't think that we can build around Trey Young. He said, what the hell is wrong with you people? I mean, <laughs> I mean he said it right. So Rexler got the right idea. Go spend the money. Get these people in here. Go for the gusto and give us something to cheer about. Yeah, I, I saw a quote from Clint Capella the other day that just said, hey, we're building something special here. And that gave me hope that the team, at, or at least Clint, is bought into this this team and that it may not be a one or two year plan, but there are plans in place. And so that gives me some hope and then obviously wrestler coming in to say, you know, money's not an object. I'm, I'm glad to hear. And I heard him say that out of his own mouth. I'm glad to hear our owner say that for an Atlanta yeah. team. We're going to hold them to it. We're yeah, going to hold gonna them, hold to, them it. to it. I think that there are expectations of what we do. I, I don't want to see another. And I know this is a new management. Uh, I just don't want to see there be a Joe Johnson that gets his Mac contract. And then you're really not able to do anything else. I, I, I think I, they learned from that. I hope so. Um, well, OG, I, I, I hear you got something on your mind that you want to ask T-Bird. I got something to say, T-Bird. I got something. I want you to tell me why I'm wrong, okay? And I'm going to tell you, the, NH- the NHL hockey playoffs are the most exciting playoffs in sports. Tell me why that. Why I'm wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong, because don't nobody watch no NFL <laughs> hockey in Atlanta. That's why. I don't care about Atlanta. I'm t- don't nobody watch that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Watching a good hockey game ain't bad, but you ain't uh, the NHL can't even pay their players. R.I.P. Thrashers. R.I.P. Yeah, the 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 Thrashers, the Flames, the the, the Atlanta Knights, all of them. Don't just look at Atlanta here. If you want to talk exciting sports, look no further than the NHL because it, it has constant action. I'm sure there's some whistles here and there, but look at the NBA. At the end of the game... There's everybody shooting foul shots, and it's a slow. I mean, that takes 15 minutes to go the last minute of the game. NHL, uh, NFL, there's whistles and downs, and at the last couple minutes in a in a good hockey game, a good close hockey game, not only is it almost constant action, but then they pull the goalie to put another attacker on, and it's it, and then it makes it even more exciting and, and constant. Let me tell you why you're wrong again. Let me. I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. I'm waiting for you to tell me. Okay, I'm wait a minute. I'm gonna tell, tell you me. again. Don't nobody watch hockey in the hockey in the South like that. Now, if you were in Minnesota, might be a different. Uh, you know, we been might be talking a little different. I but think. That, that, wait a minute. Let me finish. But down here, if I'm in Kroger, and I know the Falcons finna come home, I'm trying to get home to watch the game. You understand? If I'm at a traffic light, I'm getting pissed off because I'm about to miss the first pitch. You understand? But just because a hockey game is on and me and 20 other people in Cartersville or in Kroger, ain't nobody trying to get home to see the puck drop. See, that's where you're wrong here because (laughs) the three teams, the three hockey teams in the South, in Florida, would would beg to differ, including the Lightning, who won the championship last year. Well, look, I was flipping the TV the other night, and the play- hockey playoffs was on. You know what I did? 
Let I me... kept flipping. That's you, T-Bird. That's you. T-Bird, I that think you. that you need to go watch the Mighty Ducks. I oh, think my, that will inspire uh, you to be more of an N, 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 he, NHL, NHL fan. He's going to do the same thing that WNBA, Mo. You he watch. is. You watch. <laughs> you watch. No, I watch WNBA. I like to watch the girls play. Um, I do want. I do want to take time. We did have a, a question that I wanted y'all to get y'all feedback on. That was directed at you, OG and T Bird. I'm um, going back to the Hawks. Who would you add to the Hawks roster with, with or without Trey Young? Uh, I would add if I could, I would get Bradley Beal. From Washington, I think he would be an excellent compliment to uh, to Trey. Number one, he scores. Trey can play off the ball because he can bring the ball down as well. And uh, that's one person that I would add. I, I think we could do well with with somebody like Chris Paul. Like look what look at Devin Booker. He he was top of the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. They bring Chris Paul in and look at at how the team dynamic shifted. That veteran leadership that can handle the ball. And can let him take a break for a minute, you know, if he wants to take a, a few series. Yeah, out. well, it's going to shift with a player like Bradley Beal, too, because he is everything in Washington. And and a top scorer, everything can just – he can come in, boom, boom, Who boom. Who was his counterpart like that. that said that he – John Wall. John Wall. Yeah. I, I think – Where is he now? Who I, knows? But I remember John Wall quoting that him and Bradley Beal were the best – you know, three point guard, and he's wrong. And I, I no, they would no. I, oh, I, I think I don't. I don't here know if they. Go. I don't know if he was wrong. I think they was one of the top when one of the when, top when when uh uh John Wall was at the top of his game. It wasn't nobody nicer now. Now he got hurt in the last couple of years, but when John Wall was at the top of his game, couldn't find him better. I would have loved to have him in Atlanta. Oh, he's in Houston. Okay. I just so John Wall's in Houston mm-hmm. now, so, but yeah, they've been with John Wall. It's been, I don't know if he done kind of gotten into that. Uh, something he ain't been, it ain't no favor. He ain't been in favor with teams for some reason. But this boy was a heck of a player out of out of Kentucky. He was, and and he was a dominant performer yeah. in early. Bradley Bill is a dominant performer. And if you brought Bradley Bradley Bill as your two, you could even move him to a three and play Trey off the ball a little bit. They gotta they gonna have to respect Bradley Bill because they know his game. Right. I I agree with you. I agree with you. He's a great compliment. He you're never gonna bring in a Bradley Beal or or a Chris Paul person to be your number one. No, no, no. it's they a gotta, compliment. It's Trey's it's a compliment. Team. Right. It's Trey's team. And and somebody like that or like a Chris Paul, I think would compliment nicely and could step in for a few minutes and just give the guy a rest. Okay. What else we got? We got um, with newbies that you would add, how do you think they would be under Nate's leadership with Trey being the star? Good question. With who? What? Say that again. With newbies. Anybody new that you brought in new? Oh, how do? Okay, how do they? How would? How do you think they would be under Nate's leadership with Trey being the star? I think long as they not rookies, because <laughs> Nate ain't gonna play them. <laughs> if they rookies, Nate's not gonna play them. But if you, if, you know, if you brought in some legitimate players, I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, Nate plays veteran players so uh and Nate's not a hard guy to get along with I just think he needs to do a better job of getting his message across yeah he's got to I mean we talked about it all you know for the last several weeks of yeah. there's a disconnect between if he and Trey can get that can get on the same page right. I think I don't see any problems with yeah. with some newer players or even just 
newer t- new to the t- new to the hawks right they, they don't have, have to critique they should, have a, they should have a spa day together or something yeah. just hang out go eat or go to the movie something go on the road trip is that it, it, they definitely if they're not on the <laughs> yes it's spa day something's some gonna have to happen because and i think i think nate needs to go back and critique himself as well because i don't think nate did uh that great of a job in these playoffs coaching and in my opinion, but that's the GM. I mean, that's a big part of the GM's role is to just make sure that you've got the right tools to do your job. But also, you got to make sure you got the right. You, you that's the what right. I'm telling you. You got to look at yourself as well. What did I do wrong as a coach to where my players did not respond? I, I mean, I, you have to check yourself too. I don't know if everybody can do that honestly. I think sure you can start but man that the owner's got to really or the um the gm's got to really put the heat up you can you can do that if you gonna be honest with yourself know that you don't do everything right where was my disconnect with drew as to why we not getting along you know why why he not hearing me right yeah Tell me, Mo. drew Look, just don't understand i hear I, I bless his heart page. all right folks we wrapping another show tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been it's been a pleasure. This is the Couch Potato Sports Report. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Facebook, Podbean, Spotify. Um, who else am I missing? Mission Road Studios. We want to thank everybody. Uh, don't forget all the shows that are coming up, and uh, y'all stay tuned to us every week. Hopefully, real soon, we're gonna pick up another day. And we're going to give it to you a couple of days a week, okay? So come back and see us. Right, Mo? (laughs) (laughs) See you next week, folks. Thanks, guys.